Podcast Answer Man, episode number 390. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends, it does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been doing this stuff for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything in life to the next level. And my friends, this week I want to talk to you about an email. Actually, I'm not going to talk about the email too much, uh, but I want to give you my response to an email that came in from a friend of mine who is looking to take their business and their life to the next level. This person has been seeing all of my updates on social media related to my workouts and and all kinds of other things and, and had communicated to me. Uh, that this person is very inspired and is hoping to get back at some of those things in their own life. I'm trying not to even hint whether or not this person was male or female, but that is that that's not important. But what is important is that this person emailed me as a result of me asking some questions and and ex- began to explain to me in a very lengthy email that says, "Cliff, I have been building." this business for so many years. I've been investing in so many of these aspects. Um, here are the reasons why I'm doing it. And, and he, but the, the thing is, is there are so many things that I'm doing and I've in, invested so much time, so much energy in all of these things, but yet it's not all quite panning out the way that I need it to. It's not quite paying the bills, at least these specific areas. And, you know, I can't just leave it and try something do, new because I'll have to go back to zero and, and start with something completely different. And I've already invested so much and have achieved a lot of great things, a lot of goals that I've had. I've achieved a lot of great things, but it's still not allowing me the freedom to, to do my business and have margin in my life, to, to, to do my business and to allow me to uh, have the freedom and the flexibility to work out physically and 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 take things to the next level in my health and fitness, like like I see that you're doing. So this person sent me this very lengthy email, and I started. I hit the reply button, and I probably spent about 15 minutes starting to type and all these different things, and then. I got to thinking, it's like, you know what? I need to record an episode of Podcast Answer Man. It's Thursday and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And here I am going to write, you know, for 45 minutes in an email. Why don't I actually share my response with the community, not necessarily giving any indication of who I'm communicating to and share this, these thoughts that I was going to communicate via email in a podcast? Because here's the thing. I've experienced this in the past, and I know that many of you who are listening to this, you are at a place, and many of you are at a place where you might be doing all the work yourself. You're not making enough money to hire people. You feel like everything that you're doing is absolutely important. Nobody else can do it, or if they could do it, you can't afford to pay them to do it. And it, you can't see yourself stopping because you've invested so much time and energy, and I've, you're afraid that maybe. If I stop doing any of these things, then I will have stopped right before it would have caught on and all of those other emotions and stuff like that. But here's the thing. If you're at a place in your life where your business pursuits, your professional pursuits are keeping you from achieving success in other areas of life, that can lead to some pretty devastating things. And and I think that this person is aware of that. Um, obviously, uh, this person has emailed me and communicated that to me even directly. But, and by the way, this person actually mentioned the most recent episode of the Startup Podcast from Alex Bloomberg. And 
He had shared in this past week's episode of Startup a very real scenario of how his new employees are experiencing burnout and and they just simply are working around the clock, not sleeping, uh, and it's having all kinds of emotional and physical ramifications on a negative level in their lives. And so this person who sent me this email is identifying that I feel like that. You know, I laughed when I listened because that's me. So here's the deal. Um, What was I going to share with this person? And the first thing is, is I I appreciate that this person felt uh, open to sharing this feed, this, this with me. And, and I'm quite honored to, to be somebody that they could have just at least let all of those real feelings, those real emotions out. And in fact, the person says, I feel like I can't believe I did this. I don't ever do this. But it, it actually felt great just to write all of this down, just to actually get these words out because I, I didn't know who else I could ever share this with. It's important for people to have the ability to share those words. And so I'm, I'm thankful that this person shared them with me. I, I can't, you know, handle all kinds of emails like this all the time. But this is one of those cases where you do for some what you wish you could do for many. You know, this has always been a motto of mine ever since I heard Andy Stanley talk about this on his podcast. Here's what I want to say is I know that this person did not email me expecting me to reply with all the answers to the, the problems mentioned in the email. So, so I know that there's no expectation that I have all the answers or any answers. I think this person was just looking to kind of explain where they are in the process and why they're not able in their mind to kind of uh, make progress in the area of their own health and fitness and making that a priority in their life. But what I do have is some encouragement. And number one being that, that you're not alone if you're feeling this way. And number two, there are some things that I think I could share from my own experience that could be an encouragement, a source of inspiration that might open up some opportunities to uh, either, I don't know if it's going to help see it from a different perspective or if it's going to lead uh, down the road of maybe finding some breakthroughs or whatever the case may be. And, And what I decided to do is I wanted to share, start off by sharing a story of how I started my business. Now, uh, you know, here I was in 2008, January 2008, just started my business and had no idea how to run a business, anything at all, but I knew that this is what I was called to do, to help people get their, take their message, their business and their life to the next level through the content that I create. I, that's, it was very clear to me. This is what I'm supposed to do with my life. So that's what I started to do. And, uh, you know, I, I had all kinds of thoughts and ideas about different ways that I would generate income. And I'll never forget, I, I thought for sure that a good portion, at least a third of my income would be coming in, if not half of my income, would be coming in from advertising, that, that, that I would be creating content and I would be making money from advertising. And by the way, I had some opportunities um, that, that looked promising, but yet some of them seemed too good to be true, and I ended up, after months of negotiation, uh, finally de- declining an offer with a contract with a specific network, which was a good thing because three months later, Podango actually completely shut down and went bankrupt. Uh, so I'm, I'm very thankful that that I had the foresight to turn that down and, and look in different areas for where I might pursue income. But anyway, I was so once once I decided once I found that you know what this maybe advertising deal that probably isn't going to be the way unless I'm willing to cancel all of my shows and only do one or only do two. Actually, only do one is really what, what the option would have had to have been to, to really make things happen in a big way back then. And I wasn't willing to do that. I had multiple different varied interests and I wanted to have multiple podcasts and and I had different audiences for each and and I enjoyed and loved what I was accomplishing in each of those things. So I did not want to let go of any of my babies, okay? I'd invested too much in those things. So I started to look for other opportunities. Obviously, I knew I wanted to, to help use my experience with podcasting to help other people launch their podcast. And I had launched uh, Podcast Answer Man the year before that, and or two years before that. And so I knew that I already had some, you know, a little bit of motive or a little bit of momentum going into uh, the whole 
you know, getting my word out about being the go-to person or a go-to person for podcasting. So that was working out. But even still, I, I didn't know how much to charge people. And I was, you know, charging way too little, which in my mind, I thought that, man, this is a huge bargain. And and by the way, this is one pricing is one of the things that was mentioned in this email and the mention that I'm, you know, I got to the place where I'm not even charging what I know I'm worth. And even at this ridiculously low price, I'm still not making the sales that I, I need. Um, and one of the things there that I learned uh, back when I people would ask me, hey, Cliff, I need to know how much it is to work with you. I'm looking to start a podcast and stuff like that. And when I told them my rates were $50 an hour, um, I was not landing very many jobs. In fact, uh, there were several people who told me that, you know, Cliff, you're probably not getting any work because... People don't think you take yourself seriously. They they hear that you only you're you're a consultant that can help somebody solve this huge, you know, conundrum of how do I put all this stuff together and make it all work and create a show, uh, and and you're only charging fifty dollars an hour. And so, what I found, and I did not realize this until much later, but what I found is that people, you know, there there's some sense of pricing where people when you charge more, people feel like it's more valuable. Uh, people take things more seriously when they pay more. Um, they they take action more. Uh, the other thing is is that they they also respect and and feel that you believe that you are more valuable. And and another thing that I found uh, back then is that people did not want to encourage me. There's a lot of people that wanted to hire me, uh, that were considering hiring me. I should say uh, that knew that I had left my career in insurance. They knew that I have a family of five, you know, that my wife is a stay-at-home mom. They knew that I had three young kids and that we're a single-income family. And I had pretty much left that income to pursue this new business where I'm not making much income. And when they hear my rates are only, you know, 50 bucks an hour, they they did the math. They're far enough along in their understanding of how business runs to know that, man, even if I booked myself 60 hours a week, at 50 bucks an hour, uh, you know, things, nobody does that. Nobody books themselves as a consultant that many hours per week. You don't even book yourself 30 hours. Um, So they knew that, you know, hiring me at $50 an hour was only going to encourage me and and they knew that at $50 an hour that I really wasn't going to generate enough income in my business to support my family, and and there are some people I know did not hire me because my prices were too low for various different reasons, and certainly be, the, a majority, a, a big, huge reason is because I didn't see myself as being any more valuable than $50, so um, one thing that I learned in my own experience is raising my prices and charging what it's worth, uh, it, it, it certainly did some pretty big things for me over time. Uh, the more I raised my rates, uh, the more the the higher percentage of closing of you know getting people to hire me versus the number of people who were asking. So I had a, a higher uh, client retent or a pickup rate, if you will, or uh, closing the sale, if you will, a higher percentage of closing the sale on on hiring me. Well, anyway, there was a period of time where things were just getting so out of control as far as financially. Uh, things were really tough for us in 2008, and one of the things that I decided is that if I don't uh, make enough money here, I'm going to go out and get a, a part-time job delivering pizza, and what happened was I, it had gotten so bad that finally one day, it, I, it was, I literally remember the day that it I don't remember the date, but I do remember that day in my mind. I grabbed my keys and I was ready to head for the car and I was going to go to all the local pizza pizza places within, you know, 10 or 15 miles of my house and I was going to put an application to become a pizza delivery guy in, in for any any one of those stores that would hire me. Now, let's be realistic here. I even thought to myself, you know, how much money am I, I I'm going to put in about 20 hours a week is what I'll make myself available, maybe 25. And between those, you know, 25 or, you know, 50, you know, 20, 20 to 25. So let's just say we did 25 hours and let's just say they paid, let's say, you know, eight bucks an hour. So we're talking uh, that's two hundred dollars. Um, what? Wait a second. What is I don't do math 
in a live podcast, Cliff Ravenscraft. Hold on one second. I'm going to do some math here. All right, so it's 106, so let's just say $20 or 20 hours a week, whatever. It, it, it comes out to about $700 a month gross. And then, you know, once once it's all done, I might bring home somewhere between, you know, $400, $500 after taxes, something like that. And my thinking was like, okay, that's going to be 20, 25 hours a week. Um, but at least I'll have some money at the end of the month, you know, to put out some food on the table. And it, I mean, literally it was that bad. Food on the table was what we were going for. And so what happened was right as I was, I picked up the keys and I'm heading up the stairs, my cell phone rings. And all of a sudden it's this guy who says, Cliff, hi, my name is so-and-so. I found you as a result of a Google search and I'm thinking about buying, uh, I'm actually getting ready to set up a studio for some podcasting. I just left my career as a radio host and I wanted to start out on my own. I have a small budget, but wanted to know if you could help me find the right equipment. I understand that you also sell equipment. And so the first question I asked, I said, you know, you know, can you tell me what you have in mind when you say you have a small budget? And I think it was something ridiculous like I I only have $20,000 to spend. <laughs> and I'm thinking $20,000, that's a small budget. So I said I I'm pretty sure we can work with that. Uh, it ended up, I ended up selling him pretty much exactly what I had in my studio. I walked him through piece by piece and he seemed to, he seemed to know exactly what I was talking about. And, and then I, I told him, I said, you know, that's going to be about, everything total is going to be about $2,000. And he's like, okay, go ahead and order. Is it, are you sure that's it? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. And, uh, and so I ended up doing that and I, I don't know how much time I spent. If In my mind, it was like 30 minutes on the phone or something like that. It might, it might have been a little shorter, might have been a little longer. But here's the deal. I made about $350 in profit on that sale. And I just made almost what I would make in a month of delivering pizzas. I had made in a very short period of time on the phone. One phone call, one afternoon. And so I put my keys back on the place where I kept my keys. And then I said to myself, I am not going to go out and get a job delivering pizza. I'm going to devote 20 to 25 hours per week doing anything and everything solely focused on uh, making what just happened on the telephone happen again. And so that's when I decided to go full bore on on equipment sales. Now, back at the time, I was advertising in social media uh, that, hey guys, if you have any questions about podcast equipment, I give a free 30-minute phone consultation. Now, what I knew from doing this is that if people were to spend 30 minutes on the phone with me and, and we were to discover what their needs and desires for podcast equipment were, that if they had the budget to order and place that order, that they would go ahead and order it through me versus getting it where somewhere else. And not to mention the fact that I would also not just get them the right gear, but I would get them exactly the right cables, and I would even send them a diagram on how it's all hooked up. I mean, it's a no, no-brainer no uh, solution. And as a result of that, I was selling a lot of equipment, and everything was custom for every client. It was all amazing, super win for them. And I got to the place where my business was generating Month after month, month after month, consistently somewhere between four to six thousand dollars per month in business net profit. Now that's that's after you know that's that's profit on the equipment that was sold, of four to six thousand dollars in business you know net profit for the business on that. So so my business income was it was way it was way up from where it used to be, and this was great. Um, but the, the reality is, is that still, you know, things are still tight as far as financially. I had done all of the budget and the projections and, you know, you know, in a, in the worst case scenario, you know, meaning that things are not going as nearly as good as I hope. What, what do I need at least to get by on? Um, and I found that I needed at least $10,000 per month business income. You know, that would help me pay for all of the expenses, health insurance, uh, all the overhead paying CPA and all these other things that I paid for in the business. Uh, and it would allow me to actually pay myself a paycheck, which would be nice, which is a very meager paycheck, but at least it's a paycheck nonetheless. $10,000 was the minimum I needed. But I was only bringing in 
about $4,000 to $6,000 per month. Now, I was still bringing in about $1,000, sometimes $2,000 in consulting income. So, so I was still doing a little bit of that, but a majority of my income was coming in from equipment sales. Then I met Dan Miller. All of a sudden, you know, it's this whole thing where the right person takes notice of what you're doing. Now, Dan Miller is a career coach. He literally, he wrote the book on finding the work that you love, right? Uh, so it's called 48 Days to the Work You Love. Wonderful book. Um, and I, it was a, a huge inspiration to me, this book was, in, in changing my mindset and perspective on work. Anyway, I met Dan Miller, and as a result of doing some work with him, uh, he began to mention me to his large community of people. And we're talking about his community. Is, there are millions and millions of people who know who Dan Miller is. Um, and and he has literally tens of thousands, if not actually probably hundreds of thousands of people who follow what he does online. And he's, I know how, well, I know exactly how many people that listen to his podcast. And then his own personal network of, of friends and clients and and stuff like that, he started to refer people to me left and right. Within two weeks of meeting Dan Miller and starting to work with him as a client, uh, he began to refer so many t- people to me that within two weeks, I had 12 brand new clients. And these were one-on-one coaching and consulting clients who wanted me to help them from scratch start a podcast. 12 new clients. And it was so much that I had a hard time remembering everybody's name uh, from call to call. And the problem was was that you know there was about five or six people that were on a waiting list for two to three weeks before I could actually fit them into my schedule. And I shared this in a podcast that I do called Pursuing a Balanced Life. I, it's my daily, it's not, it's not daily, but it's my audio journal podcast. You can go check it out at pursuingabalancedlife.com. Anyway, uh, I shared what was going on. I was like, guys, you know, I've got all this stuff. Things are going great. I have more work than I can do deal with, but I'm still having a hard time uh, you know, figuring out how to fit all this in. I have no margin in my life. I can't, I can't say no to, you know, the, this equipment work and I can't put all of these people on my schedule because I have to take time to write, draw these diagrams, process, you know, do all these, you know, equipment proposals and send them things and send them invoices. And back then I was even doing manual invoices. It was crazy. Anyway, uh, one of my listeners uh, sent me a, uh, some feedback. His, I think his name is David Doucette. He said, hey, Cliff, I'm going to share three words that will change your life. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, he says, you hear, you got to hear me out. He says, stop selling equipment. And I'm like, what? He's like, seriously, stop selling equipment. And I'm like, there, you got to be kidding me. I'm making, I mean, consistently, we're talking without fail, a minimum of $4,000 a month. A minimum of $4,000 a month. And on a good month, I'm making somewhere up to around $6,000 a month in business net profit income. You know, you know, over, when it comes to, you know, the difference between what my clients pay me and what I pay my supplier, a, a profit of four to 6000 How How can you say stop selling equipment? You gotta be kidding. And then he says, do the math. You know, how many hours are you spending each week? And and I had actually shared that in the podcast. And and then all of a sudden, take that by your four to six thousand and, and kind of just do the math. And he goes, now if if everything, if I heard your podcast uh, explanation uh, correctly, what it turns out to me is is I can see that you're making about somewhere between twelve to fifteen dollars an hour. And you're telling us in the podcast that you're turning down clients, and I think my rate at that time was $150 per hour, or it might have been $100 per hour. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's at least $100 an hour at that time. And and the whole whole situation, I'm turning down $100, or I'm not turning down, but I'm putting off for two to three weeks. Um, I'm putting off people who want to pay me right now for my services, $100 or more per hour, and I'm I'm I can't do that right now because I'm actively pursuing work that's generating twelve to fifteen dollars an hour, and I'm like, but yeah, I, I get that. But the thing is, is that twelve to 15, it's consistent. You know, what if these clients? You know, it's great that I have these clients now, uh, but are they going to continue to come? And and I felt like they would, and and it made a lot of sense. And I made a radical decision. I stopped selling 
all equipment sales. I made a, a point to, that says, you know what? Nobody can convince me to do anything outside of what I've decided here. And there will be no, I will not sell any equipment uh, for the next two months. I, I shut it off for two months just to see how things worked out. And as a result of doing that, my income tripled as a result of that because I only focused on what was producing the most income per hour spent doing the work. And all of a sudden, I cut off all this other work and it freed up and gave me a lot of margin. So I was booking an entire week of 20 hours a week doing 100 or I can't remember, 150. Eventually, my rates got up to $300 per hour and and I was still taking on so many calls that I had to end up, well, we'll get to that. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But the reality is, is I gave up four to $6,000 a month of regular consistent income. I shut down that entire portion of my business. And then all of a sudden, my overall income increased by three times because I had made that decision. And all of a sudden, eventually, two months later, I decided, you know what? I will continue to sell in. I will continue to sell equipment. And that's why if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment right now, you will see that I have an equipment package, one full equipment package, and that is it. And right below it, you'll see that there is a Heil microphone package. And the only reason that package exists is for people who want two microphones with their full package. All right? That's all I sell. If you email me and say, Cliff, I'd like to get your equipment package, but I'd like to get it without the headphones. I already have headphones. And I would just very kindly and very politely tell you that I don't make that option available, but there are links to all the individual pieces of gear there on the site if you want to order it individually. I only sell the package. And the reason why is because I actually have set it up to where my assistant, Andrea, processes all of that for me. She takes care of that from the beginning of the sale all the way to the end of the sale, she handles every single piece of it. But I set up the entire process and I oversee it and make sure it all happens and stuff like that. But Andrea has been doing that for me for years. So now today I still make several thousand dollars worth a month in, in net profit for the business income side of things. I, I, I still make several thousand dollars a month in equipment sales, but I don't have to work on it at all. I've hired somebody else who handles that. Now, do I pay Andrea to do all the work on on that? Yeah, but let me just say this, you know, um, I, I I know that she does not spend an hour on 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 that. And my my virtual assistant Andrea, who lives in Missouri, she I'm not going to tell you exactly how much I pay her, but it's let's put it this way: it's more than eighteen dollars an hour. And it's less than $35 an hour. And what I can tell you is that she never really spends more than maybe 15, 20 minutes per equipment order. And so you can see that I actually, you know, it made sense for me to hire her to help a process that that is proven to be profitable, even with her handling all of the work. So that that's one thing that I learned. And the other thing that I learned is that for two months, I needed to just shut it down so that I could focus on an area of my business that was producing. And, and and that's another thing that I had to do. So I share that. And then the other thing that I would tell you is that, you know, I was, I, I, as I said, I finally got to the place where I was, you know, booking my consulting slash coaching schedule pretty consistently. And even then what happened was I got to the place where, you know, man, I'm, I'm working around the clock. Um, it seems like, you know, with all of these calls and and stuff like that, and I'm doing. I'm teaching the same things over and over again, and uh, you know, while I loved working with all the individuals, it kind of got a little bit overwhelming one day when I taught four different clients. I had four two-hour consulting calls, two in the morning and two in the afternoon, and all four of those clients were all taught in one day by me how to use Adobe Audition. I literally, uh, basically... Um, walked each, the first client from installing the software and how to use it over a two-hour period of time. And then I, by the end of the two hours, they knew what they needed to know and, and they were off to, you know, go start recording, editing, and producing content with their Adobe Audition. And then 30 minutes later, I'd get on the next call and I did the same thing. And then I'd go to lunch 
And I came back after lunch and I did the same thing from beginning to end, beginning to end. And I'm like, ah, okay, I love the people, but this is getting boring, teaching the same thing over and over and over and over again. And so that's what convinced me that I should probably maybe do a webinar where, where I can teach people live and I can give them the recording and I can turn the recording into a digital product. And that's exactly what I did. And so what I did is I, I sent out an email to my mailing list, which only had just over 200 people at the time, but it was 200 people who signed up knowing that the only time I was gonna email them was when I had a new product or service to offer. So there was a community of people on my mailing list that, that were w- eager to buy something new from me. So I sent out this email to my mailing list and said, listen guys, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to create a series of seven webinars where I'm going to teach the things that people hire me to teach the most. Uh, I did Adobe Audition uh, 101. I did Audacity 101, GarageBand 101, and all of these other various different tutorials. And and basically, I said, you can pay $100 per tutorial or per, per webinar, or you could pay $595 and get all seven of them. And I had made $16,000 within, I think, like 10 days of sending that email out. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I got to really create all these webinars, which was no problem. I had been used to teaching and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, I realized for the first time the power of group coaching, group teaching, and also creating digital products. Because what happened was, you know, once I did the webinars and turned them into recordings, high quality HD video recordings, super audio, very well thought out and prepared for instruction, um, I found that, man, this is something that I could put online and have people buy, you know, night or day. And if you want, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash products and you'll see that many of those tutorials are available for individual purchase still today. Many of them have been updated and, um, you know, they, they're, they're still selling. And today, I, I still make thousands of dollars per month from the sale of those digital training tutorials. Well, it got to the place where, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting paid $300 per hour for one-on-one coaching and consulting. And I'm also, do, you know, trying to create all these t- digital products and tutorials uh, and stuff like this, and I realized that, man, it's it's hard to turn down $300 per hour, but I realized that if I spent more time creating digital products and doing some other things, that it would probably be more beneficial in the long run. I, so I, I, the, I was actually starting to think, well, maybe if I just increase my rates, and so I went to my advisory board, just the informal group of uh, business advisors and mentors that I'm connected with, and I put them all into a, a group forum and we discussed, you know, my, what my rate should go up to. And the decision was, be- it was between one of two options. I could go to $2,500 per hour uh, for consulting or I could stop doing one-on-one consulting altogether. And I ended up actually deciding to stop doing one-on-one coaching and consulting altogether. And it's been about two and a half or maybe even three years now since I've done one-on-one coaching and consulting. I've I've probably in, in the last, since then, it, I in total, I've probably made an exception for three or four people. And it's only because I had lots of extra time, which, you know, is, is not necessarily the case these days. But, um, but yeah, so so I ended up, and I, this thing that was the majority of my income, once again, I'm completely shutting down. But I did it so that I could focus on my digital products and keeping those up to date and everything. And also because I had podcasting A to Z that started back in March of 2011. And I saw that this was consistently selling out every single time I did a session. And it was selling out because a lot of people said, Cliff, I want to hire you one-on-one. And I said, well, I'm not available for one-on-one, but let me tell you about my course. And then they said, that's a no-brainer. Sign me up for that course. I I can't wait. And so that's what happened. So so I share all of that to say that, man, I I can tell you there have been so many times when I was overwhelmed and, and burned out from doing so much and every single time it came down to how did I get through that season of life? And by the way, 
there are sometimes that I believe we get into the season of that season of life where we're working, you know, burning the the midnight oil, burning the candle at both ends of the stick. I I think there are sometimes when that's needed, when that's necessary. But I I really have come to understand that it's not it's not good for us to to sustain that for a very long period of time. That I can tell you from personal experience, it can lead to very serious physical conditions. It can lead to emotional de- de- conditions. It can lead you to depression and and just just a lot of frustration overall. But uh, for me, over the years, I, I've been to the hospital two different times uh, and almost died once and thought I was dying the second time. Uh, if you want, you can go to gspn.tv slash hospital and uh, there's there's blog posts about all of that experience. I won't go into it here. But but the reality is, is you can't be a workaholic like I have been all of these years. You can't try to do it all on your own and you can't always be you know, can't go for years, uh, you can't go for years of trying to build something and still doing every single thing all by yourself and having no personal time for yourself. And in fact, it reminds me of the story of, of putting the big rocks in first. And I think it's a Stephen Covey illustration and I've heard so many other people tell this, but there's this whole jar and somebody says, you know, um, you know, it's, it's all, it's all about putting, so, you know, the right things in first, the big things in first, the things that are the most important, the things that are the most essential. And, and if, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't seen this, just go see if you can Google or go on YouTube and, uh, do a search for, um, the big things first in the jar. Let me see if I can find a link to it. Okay, so I just went to YouTube.com and I put big things first jar in the search box. And there's all kinds of people showing the illustration. You can see there's one that's called Seven Big Rocks, Stephen Covey, Jar of Life, Rocks in a Jar, Franklin Covey's The Seven Habits uh, video preview. So basically, just go and you'll, it just put big rocks in first or whatever, big, big things first jar. Whatever you go, if you've never seen that illustration before, go there and do that. And if there's anything that I've learned from all of this experience, um, is if we remove, even if we remove faith from the whole element, the one thing that I've come to realize in my life and in my business is that if I don't protect my asset, uh, and, and those of you who are on my mailing list, you know that I, I, I recently sent out an email about that. Um, if I don't protect me and my health and my overall well-being, then my business isn't going to last. You know, if, if, if I'm not taking good, of myself, good care of myself and I'm stressed and I'm emotionally uh, strained, if I'm physically deflated and exhausted, this, this presents itself in my physical appearance. I may not realize it, but other people see it. I know that they do. And and people won't want to do business. And, and I'm surprised at how many people over the years have wanted to do business with me knowing that I've let my business run my life instead of me running my business. And I, I guess the, the big rock uh, first for me uh, and and certainly this has been the case now since November 14th of last year, 2014, I have decided that my biggest rocks that need to go in first is my own, my physical fitness and health, you know, exercising six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. That comes before recording an episode of Podcast Answer Man. It comes before answering any single question for a podcasting A to Z student. It comes before anything else in my business. It comes before anything else even in my own family life. Now, are there some times where there's an emergency or an exception to that? Sure. But, you know, barring no emergency, the first thing that goes first is my physical fitness. I, I, I've got to work out. That's I have, I've decided that, and not only do I have to, I want to. 
and I realize that I have to eat healthy and I have to have margin in my life. I have to allow myself to have time throughout the day where I can breathe. I have to have my, I want to get to the place. Now, again, I said there are seasons in life when you just, you're burning the candle at both ends of the stick. But there should be time, there should be seasons in your life where you're working a normal work week. Uh, and you also occasionally have the time for a, a quick 20 or 30 minute nap in the middle of the day. You know, if you're if you're not at a place like that, and again, barring the seasons of business that are required at times, but if you're not over the past 12 months, if you don't have enough margin in your life to kind of just take a nap in the middle of a work day or go out for a walk, and you certainly are burning the you're you're staying up so working so late at night that you can't get up early in the morning uh and you know where you can at least get you know at least 6 hours of sleep i i'm at the place now where i know that i want 8 hours of sleep every night and i've been doing that i've been going my mom my mom <laughs> the kids mom stephanie my wife and my kids have been calling me an old man because i've been going to bed at 8:30 at night because i want to be a, i want to be I want to have my head in the bed by 9 o'clock and so that I'm either asleep by 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest because I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and I want eight hours of sleep. And when I wake up in the morning, I, I don't immediately jump right into answering emails and stuff like that. I've decided, you know what, I'm going to wake up in the morning, all that stuff can wait. I'm going to read for a little bit. For a little bit means an hour. And then, you know, by six o'clock, I'm, I'm ready to have breakfast and I fix myself breakfast. I spend a whole half an hour in quiet or listening to a podcast while I'm fixing and eating, eating breakfast. And then I get ready to head downstairs and by 7.30, I'm in the workout room, sometimes as early as seven o'clock in the morning. And I spend a minimum of 45 minutes is my requirement to my commitment to myself but I've been working out for 60 minutes to 90 minutes every single day for the last couple of weeks now. And, and put, those are my rocks that are, come first. And then finally, finally, at 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm ready to walk into my office and say, hey, okay, what's, what does this business have for me today? Or what am I doing in my business today? And it really has helped to have a couple of these books that I, I've mentioned, Essentialism is a book that really helps you uh, understand that you, you really have to ask yourself, what's my greatest area of contribution to this world? And what is the greatest contribution that I can do in my business to produce the best results? And yes, it, is, it makes sense to ask that question financially. You know, what am I doing in my business that is not producing the results that I, I need? And that are in line with my goals. And by the way, equipment sales, gosh, it's producing results, right? But it's not producing the results that I needed to meet my goals because I, the only way I could have made more money the way that I was doing equipment sales at that time was to work more hours. And I didn't have more hours to give. I was already working around the clock, seven days a week sometimes. So um, yeah, the book Essentialism really helps say, you know, what is the most important thing and how do we define what is essential and, and what are some methods and some thoughts about how to cut back and how to, to uncommit and how to say no and all of these other things. So Essentialism by Greg McCowan is a great book of, in this area. Another book was referred to me by my friend Michael Stelzner, and it is this book called Necessary Endings uh, by Henry, Dr. Henry Cloud. And this book talks about the fact that there are some things that we've been doing and we've been doing for a long time, and sometimes it's just time to say goodbye to something. And, and, and I happen to, now I'm thinking about this person that sent me this email and I'm not su suggesting that this person needs to, to abandon their business efforts or altogether and start something new, something fresh. Um, I'm saying that, that you know, there are some things, and who knows, maybe it is for this person. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers for any one individual. Uh, but I know for me, there are always things that I need to look at and say, what am I, what am I doing that, I, that just needs to end? so that new things in my life can begin. And, and you know, a couple, it was, actually it was about a year ago 
that I came to you guys and told you I, I'm I'm actually leaving. Uh, I'm I'm ending my contract with New Media Expo. I had I I told them and gave them notice that I need to step down from being the director of podcasting for New Media Expo, and I did that last year. I told you last year that I was shutting down the podcast mastermind after two years, and I shut that down so that I could say yes to new and important goals in my life. This year, I shut down even more things, and not necessarily, well, actually just recently, I shut down live show Thursday uh, so, so that I could actually, you know, keep up with the commitments that I have to my A to Z students, which is a big rock in my business, and also so that I could work out in the morning, which is a, the biggest rock of them all. And so, yeah, I realize that I'm saying and so a lot. Uh, but anyway, it's Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. And, you know, that, that's the question. You know, what are we putting first? And here's the one other thing that I want to say. And, and what really prompted this conversation with my friend that emailed me was the fact that this person was really inspired by my workout um, posts. That this person had seen that, you know, man, every single day, consistently, without fail, well, except for Sunday, because I don't, Sunday's my one day off. I do this six days a week, every week for the rest of my life, not seven days a week. But um, every day, I'm there consistently on schedule. There's a new picture of a selfie of me in the workout room or various different places at the gym, playing racquetball, whatever. Every single day, there are these reminders that Cliff is living up to his health and fitness goals and routine. And that I find inspiring. And I really want to try to get back at that. That's what this friend has said. And and then the email was, this is why that's not happening for me right now. And I would say to this person and anyone that's listening, and by the way, I'm saying this to Cliff Ravenscraft as well, that putting health and fitness first, putting your your intentional workouts, taking care of your body physically, getting you know a good solid six to eight hours of sleep a night, I would recommend as close as to eight as possible, uh, maybe nine if you can squeeze it in. But anyway, working out six days a week, for me is what it is for you it might just be getting it in three three days a week and Monday Wednesday Friday and I would encourage you to make it a weekday so that it actually is a priority above your business that you have to actually do something crazy to your schedule whether it's get up early which would mean that you need to go to bed earlier which means that you need to quit working earlier I mean put your health before your business and when you put your health before your business I can tell you from experience you feel better, you have more clarity, you have more peace, less stress. I feel less stressed. I feel more peace. I I actually have come to the place where, you know what, I look forward to working out because I know what it's doing to my overall physical well-being. Emotionally, I feel better. I'm so much happier in life. And you know what, I still have the same stresses in my business but they don't stress me out. There, there are stresses in my business, but they don't stress me out. I still, at the end of the day, I have decided when my when my end time is, and by golly, when, when it's that time, I'm done working. And I go and I have dinner with my family, I hang out with them, and then after that, it's 8.30, it's like, dude, I'm going to bed, bye old man, good night old man, that's what my kids say. Um, that it's it, it, they just won't let it go but but you know what i this is the life that i i have designed for myself and you know here's the deal if you're in a season of your business that requires that you burn the candle at both ends and stuff like that still try to find some time to make the minimum it, you know what you know what is it that i mean can you start out with 15 minutes 3 days a week can you start there can you start with 20 minutes? Can you up it, up it? Do something. Start where you are and just do something to take that to the next level. And the only reason I would say suggest that you do these things is because, you know, if if you're thinking, I'd really 
I, that's my little uh, reminder that I need to head out for dinner. It's five o'clock uh, and I'm going to. But anyway, if, if you have this, um, if, if you have this desire that says, Cliff, I want to do, uh, I want to get back into a good routine of working out. I want to get into the place where I'm taking care of myself physically. If you are in that place and that's the thought, then I recommend that you start doing it. Make that your biggest rock bigger than your business because here's the thing I don't know whether or not your business will be here in five to ten years from now or 20 years from now but I can tell you that if we're uh, if we're working ourselves stressing ourselves out and we're we're never taking care of ourselves physically or emotionally not getting enough sleep and all that stuff I do believe there is a very good chance that while our business may have still been going great and super successful at some point the reality is is that we might not be able to run it because we're in a hospital bed or six feet underground. So that's my that's my thought is make make your personal goals, your phys- physical fitness goals, put yourself before your clients. Yes, I said it. Put yourself before your clients and take care of yourself and do it for your clients. All right, they'll thank you for it in the long run when you're still there in 10 or 15 years from now, serving their needs, making things happen for them. And then the other thing is, is, is I don't know whether or not you read Necessary Endings or the book Essentialism, but I certainly encourage anybody out there that is working around the clock and stressful and it's not just a season for you and you know it's not just a season, it's been more than a year uh, then I would highly recommend that you start evaluating what do I need to start, what do I need to cut away, what needs to end, what needs to be taken out of my life so I can pursue something different that is more effective, that helps me meet the goals that I have for my business and for my finances so that I can actually have the margin of my life that I desire and I need to be the best contribution to the world around me. Guys, that's this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man. Uh, One last thing I will share with you. I've been working out successfully six days a week, every week since November 14th, 2014, uh, with the exception of three days when I got back from my Disney trip. I was sick uh, with uh, bronchitis, but that was doctor's orders to stay off. But I've been working out every single morning, and I will tell you, I've lost inches around my waist. I've lost an inch and a half around my neck. My belly is about two inches thinner. Uh, I My chest is thinner. And I've lost 21 pounds. Uh, I, I, have, I stopped drinking Diet Coke. I don't drink anything with artificial sweetener whatsoever. I've started eating very healthy, natural, clean foods. And um, I am loving my life more living my life fully each and every day and i love my i love my physical fitness and routine and all of those things that i'm doing more than i love my business and that is a huge success in taking my life to the next level now my friends i have to get out of here i'm heading out to dinner with my family and i encourage you to take whatever you're doing whatever you need to do in your life and take it to the next level. Podcast! It's a man!